0: Hi, my name is Derek Schneider, and I own Visiting Angels in Wichita Falls, Texas, and Lawton, Oklahoma. This podcast is called Addressing the Elephant, because I believe it is better to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to aging well. So each episode, I'll invite someone that has a ton of experience about an issue or topic that relates to elder care, which is a topic that if you live long enough, we'll all have to face. I hope you really enjoy. I wish I found you a long time ago. We could have taken it easy summer on the water watching time melt away all right and now we are here addressing the elephant you. with Judy Crawford of area agency on Aging, doing episode 12 I think Judy how are you doing
1: I'm good how are you
0: will you uh introduce yourselves tell um the listeners who you are what you do why you do it how you got into it kind of your whole spiel
1: sure so my name is judy crawford i work for the area agency on aging of north texas here in wichita falls and i am the caregiver specialist we cover 11 counties um so how i got into it was actually kind of by a happy accident um i was working at a school in newcastle because i actually live in graham Um, so i was working for a school in newcastle and my sister-in-law is an adult protective service worker in young county so she said hey there's this job i think you would be great at it yeah go ahead and apply I said, I don't even know what a caregiver specialist is. Yeah, and yeah. she said, it's fine, just apply. So I did, and here I am almost four years later cool. doing the caregiver specialist job, and I don't think I can go back to doing anything else.
0: Awesome. So um, so how, um, you know, the caregiver specialist, what is that role? What Tell us what that role is.
1: Sure. Basically, I go to um, homes,
0: Okay. So you drive um, a lot?
1: I do. I drive quite a bit.
0: Do you listen to a lot of podcasts?
1: I am starting to listen to more podcasts. Okay. I typically just blare music, but yep. podcasts are becoming a new thing. Yeah. So, I will get a call from somebody. Okay. They will be taking care of a friend, loved one. It doesn't matter. They are just usually over the age of 60. Yeah. Um they maybe a sandwich generation where they're taking care of their small children as well as their parents. So they've just got very little time. And whenever they need somebody to kind of come in and help mom or dad with cleaning or meal prep or laundry and mom and dad just can't really do much, then we come in and we say, hey, what what can we help you with? Okay. We will do an assessment for the caregiver as well as the care recipient, which okay. is the person receiving care.
0: Yeah. What does this assessment entail?
1: Um, basically, for the caregiver assessment, I'm going to ask you questions like: Are you stressed out caring for your loved one, your friend, loved one, whoever it is, over yeah. the age of sixty? Yeah. Do you feel a sense of obligation? Do you do you feel that you have to take care of this person? Basically. And there are no right or wrong answers it's basically just kind of me asking you how stressed are you and why are you stressed when people tell me they aren't stressed i always say listen i am a mother i know that even taking care of children you get stressed so you have to get stressed taking care of your parrot as well yeah so then they're like yeah well i kind of am and then when it comes to the consumer needs evaluation which is what we do for the care recipient We are going to ask questions like, do you have any trouble taking a bath or a shower? Mm. Can you get dressed by yourself? Can you use the restroom by yourself? Right? Um, Do you still drive? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel hopeless? You know, just, just questions to kind of evaluate not only your physical abilities, but a little bit on the mental side as well.
0: Makes sense. So you assess them, have these conversations, kind of figuring out what they're Um, how stressed they are, and from there, then what happens?
1: After we complete the assessment, what happens is we, through the Area Agency on Aging, have a list of vendors that are home health agencies. Um, They are licensed and have all of the bells and whistles that any kind of home health agency is going to have even through Medicare when they're getting Medicare in home care right, and they are able to choose their provider. Mm -hmm. So once they choose their provider, I then go back to my office and I contact that home health agency and say, Hey, I have a client for you. They're able to tell me, yes, we can staff it. No, we can't staff it. And then they will go out and do an assessment with that family as well. Then services start. So it's, it's a little bit of a lengthy process. Anything that you want to have done it's always better to do it sooner rather than later sure
0: so um I mean, can anybody sign up for this? Can anybody ask for this? Absolutely. H- how does that? Is, um, is The only s-
1: requirement is that the person that's receiving the care has to be over the age of 60. Oh, okay. That is the only requirement. That's the only requirement. And you, of course, have to be over the age of 18, but most people taking care of their parents or grandparents are over that age. Sure. Um, and I, I harp on parents and grandparents, but it can be a husband taking care of a wife that has right. Alzheimer's dementia. Right. It can be... Um, you know, wife taking care of a husband, obviously. Um, but it can be even your next door neighbor mm. is coming over and helping you with stuff around the house. So they, they don't have to
0: live in the same no. home or mm-hmm. same residence. Either. No, we
1: even have um I've actually had somebody who their mother lived in Electra and she lives in New York. So wow. that was a that was a long distance caregiving uh situation that we had.
0: Yeah. So um so I know that there is, you know, Somebody's paying for this, right? Mm-hmm. So so um, so is this this is state funded, I'm assuming state so, and federally funded. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about that process. How does that work? Is it um, and, and, and and say I, I say that like um, how is it always available?
1: Okay. So we um, we do get funded state and federally. It's not always available. Okay. It usually runs on a fiscal year. Our okay. our year does. Um so but typically, from October first until about February, we don't have funding because we're waiting for it to trickle down from legislators. Got it. Um, we do get a little bit here and there, and so we are able to to assist sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's it is not always available. There are other services that we can refer you to whenever you call in and say, hey, I really need some help. Yeah. Those other services are going to take a little bit longer to get started, Okay. but those services are long-term while our caregiver program is actually short-term.
0: Okay. So maybe explain um, you know, a little bit of the difference between the short-term, uh, which I guess is this respite mm-hmm. program, and the long-term program.
1: The short-term respite program that we offer through the Area Agency on Aging um, is very, um, we are limited on the number of hours as well as how long we can offer services. Sure. makes sense. We typically will offer anywhere from four to eight hours per week mm-hmm. up to three months. Okay. I always tell people it's not a cookie-cutter program. So if your next-door neighbor has our services and they're getting four hours, You might need a little bit more. We might give you eight hours. Um,
0: And that's just based off of their assessment and and how um, you and or a team, who kind of decides those?
1: I kind of make that decision. Um, Basically, I look at what do they need help with? Are they able to dress themselves? Okay, they may not need somebody to come in for a very long time to help them get dressed but they may have issues with cleaning. They may not be able to move their laundry from the washing machine to the dryer because it makes them dizzy and they have low oxygen levels. Mm. And so I just take everything into consideration. And I always tell everyone it's not set in stone. If you get this amount of hours and you feel like it's too little or too much, give me a call, we can always change it. That
0: makes sense, okay.
1: Um, But again, it's not a cookie cutter program. So I always say, even though we say up to three months, if there's a situation that arises and there is a need for longer and yeah. for whatever reason long-term wasn't an option, right. um, we we will do a reassessment to either extend services or do what we can to help the family. Um, and as far as long-term services yeah, go, okay. those are offered through the state of Texas through mm-hmm. Health and Human Services. Okay. Um, theirs is, like I said, long-term, so meaning, It's available as long as you qualify financially, as long as you qualify based on your resources, and as long as you still need it. Yeah. Obviously, if you are healing and able to do more things around the house or what have you, then you may not need it forever. Maybe your body is bouncing back and you don't need that service. You can then tell them that you no longer want that service, but it is available to those that need it for a long period of time.
0: Gotcha. So, um, so the 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 person that is receiving the care, their primary caregiver does not have to be there. Um, and so, um, are is the uh, are some of the benefits able to like run errands for them? Is that an option?
1: They they don't typically run errands or go to the grocery store. Okay. okay. Um, that's just really kind of a caution gotcha. for. The person, um, I always tell people, even the best people sometimes make a bad decision Yeah. and we don't want that bad decision to affect you. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, even though background checks are done on all oh, yeah, these yeah. people that come yeah. into the home, we don't want that to be an option because if you say, Hey, go ahead. Yeah. I'll get you a Coke today. And, sure. You know, a Coke one day might turn into a television the next day. You yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah. So, um, we don't typically do errands. Okay. Um, go to the grocery store or what have you but um I know that a lot of places now are doing grocery delivery. Yep, yep, that's um, right. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you cover 11 counties. 11 counties. So, um that's a lot of people.
1: <laughs> that is a lot of people. Yes.
0: So, tell me about like is there is there is there any type of waiting list? I mean, I know that you the funding is kind of based off of what that looks like, but I mean that's a lot of people are are you guys just indated with um, need
1: I wish that we were indated with need um okay there I feel like a lot of people don't know that we're out there yeah a lot of times they will be referred to us by adult protective services gotcha. and so the thing about this area is really great that the agencies can work together yeah we've gotten referrals from the VA we've gotten okay. referrals from, Catholic charities, yep. adult protective services, all of these agencies, as well as our home health vendors that we sure. have, mm-hmm. will say, Hey, we've got this person. They've been paying us for X yeah, right. amount of time. They just kind of need a break. Right. We can also provide that financial break that's needed if if possible. Okay. Um when I say I wish we were inundated, we do get calls. There are sometimes a wait list. However, right now we don't have a wait list. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. um it's just it's kind of one of those things where sometimes we do, I know that maybe the second year I was doing this, I had a wait list. Gotcha. So once we got funding, I started calling everybody. By the time we actually got our funding, though, they had already been approved for long-term services in the home.
0: Gotcha. So the so the big difference between the long-term services in the home and this respite, although short-term, long-term, is a financial burden? Is, is, is that the big difference or... Um, Well,
1: there's a, there's quite, there are a few differences. Um, Number, the main thing is that ours is caregiver respite. It's designed to give the caregiver a break with services through the state of Texas. You actually don't have to have a caregiver at all. So that's one main difference. Um, The other difference would be, yes, with the long-term services, there is a, uh, an income limit as well as resources. And with the area agency on aging, there is not.
0: Okay. That makes sense so um what is you know what's the best way that uh someone can get in touch with the north texas regional planning commission and the area agency on aging what's the what's the best way that they can get a hold of you to kind of get you out there to assess them
1: the best way to do that would be to contact us uh via telephone okay um
0: yeah you can okay. get, yeah you can give it out <laughs> Sorry, yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um they can contact us uh, via telephone at 940-322-5281 and okay. just ask for Judy or the caregiver specialist. Either way, they'll get me.
0: Sweet. Um, so 940-322-5281.
1: Um,
0: okay. So what other things does the North Texas Regional Planning Commission do?
1: Uh, we offer lots of different programs. Okay. Um, I actually kind of wear two hats. So not okay. only am I a caregiver specialist, but I'm also a benefits counselor. And what that means is when you first go on to Medicare, when you have questions about what prescription drug coverage should I get, you call us at that same phone number. And hmm. we will look at all of the plans that are available in the area through the website. Um, and we will tell you which one is your best option financially. We are the only non-bias agency that does that. There is an area agency on aging for every county in the United States. So um, we cover 11 counties. There are some that only cover one, but there is one everywhere. (laughs) Um, We also can tell you what options you have when it comes to uh, Medigap policies or supplemental policies. We can tell you these are what are available we don't sell those we don't enroll you in those but we can tell you what's available we will also help you with any kind of appeal that you may have when mm. it comes to a medicare service if you were denied a wheelchair for example mm. if we can go back and prove that you actually need this it hasn't been given to you before or or any other reason yeah we can help you with the appeal process as well that's awesome yes
0: no i didn't i didn't know that at all that you guys uh, function in that way to help folks because mm-hmm. Medicare is a confusing uh, entity. Yes. It is a confusing process and I, I don't touch it at all, but I just i have heard horror stories. Mm-hmm. So same number, they call you and so you can help out with prescription questions, mm-hmm. questions about prescriptions.
1: Right. We also will screen you for different programs that are available through okay. the state of Texas. There's something called a Medicare savings program. Okay. And, It is income and resource based as with most services that are offered either through the state or through the social security. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the Medicare savings program, we'll screen you to see if you qualify for that. And basically if you qualify for that, it's going to pay your Medicare part B as in boy premium. Hmm. Um, There are some other things that it will cover based on what you are approved for, but mainly what you need to know is that it's going to help you pay that Medicare part B premium. Uh, we will also screen you for what's called a low income subsidy for your prescription coverage and what that's going to do is help to save you money on your monthly premium for yeah. your prescription plan it's also going to help save you money at the pharmacy when you go pick up your medications yeah. so it's it's really important that yeah. that you that you contact us if you feel like you might qualify for something like that
0: yeah so in what like where where are you guys how are you guys getting this information out so people can kind of get your, I mean, you know, we're doing this, this kind of little podcast here. That's great. I can't wait to kind of spread the news, but what have you been doing um, to kind of get the word out?
1: Well, we actually go to all of the health fairs that are in our 11 county radius. Um, And people will still call and say, I didn't know you existed. My question is always, Oh, well, do you go to this health fair? Oh yeah, we go all the time. Yeah, you probably walked by my table and said, oh, I don't need that. Because mm-hmm. that's what I get a lot of. I'll either have people walk by and say, oh, Medicare, I'm not there yet. Or Medicare, I've already got that. Right. So when they say, I don't need that yet, I say, oh, well, do you have a parent that's on Medicare? Well, yeah. And then that gets the conversation started and then they refer their parents and lo and behold, we can save the money most of the time. Yeah. Um, and... Same thing with people who are already on Medicare. Well, do you compare your prescription drug plan every year? Because you should, if you don't, you should just putting that out there. Um, Even if you decide not to change, I always use my mom as an example. She was on Medicare. She was with the same plan since she actually got onto Medicare Mm -hmm. in 2006. And I started working for area agency on aging almost four years ago. And used her as a guinea pig, so to speak. And she was she started paying twenty dollars for her monthly premium for yeah. her prescription plan when she was first eligible and then it jumped up to 60 and she was just like, it's so expensive and right. it doesn't cover all of my meds. Come to find out, she qualified for extra help. We were able to get her in a plan that's a lot cheaper awesome. and she's saving a lot of money on her medicines now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like the best news ever. So mm-hmm. um okay we're going to call this number uh, and uh, do they, does somebody ever just go to your office or is that like, Hey, no, call us. We'll come to you. What's the,
1: we do have people that show up. Okay. Um, the only downside about showing up is that there you may, may be, not be somebody available. Yeah, you there may are, be driving. Well, there are three of us that, okay. that handle the okay. benefits counseling. Okay, good. Um, but with, um, with showing up, we may be with a client. We may be out in the region. Um, we may be on, on the phone. So it's one of those situations where we might say, yeah, we can see you today or Hey, can we get your name and phone number? Here's my card. Mm. If you don't hear from me in 24 hours, give me a call back.
0: Gotcha. Um, makes sense. I have a question then about the, um, the respite program. Mm -hmm. Um, do they have to be in a home?
1: Yes, they do have to be in a home in the community. Community, yeah, yeah. They, um, we do not offer facility respite.
0: So if they're in an independent living facility, it's not quality they'd be still considered a facility. Okay, yes. gotcha. Okay, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, so our listeners, if you your loved one is in an independent living facility or an assisted living facility or any other type of facility, uh, mom or dad or your loved one uh, will not qualify for this. So they have to be in be in their home, uh, in one of these eleven counties. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, well, Judy, what else? What other things that we need to know about to make sure that um, kind of our senior population is set up for success?
1: Well, another, um, some of the other programs that we offer through our agency are the ombudsman program. So basically, an ombudsman is going to go out and if your loved one is having an issue at a facility, they're kind of an advocate for that person okay. that's in a facility, whether it be assisted living or a nursing facility. Oh. Um, because if you're having an issue, you're not going to want to go directly to gotcha. the administrator or okay. what have you. So yeah. we have people that are going to go out, they're going to talk to everybody and they're going to basically be an advocate for the person that's there sure. and be a non-biased person when it comes to assist, um, assessing everything that makes sense we can also offer some kind of care coordination um we can help the older adult population with things like incontinent supplies Mm. um not not for a, a long period of time Usually it's a one month supply. Okay. And we can we can help with incontinent supplies, but sometimes that one month supply is all somebody needs to kind of get back up on their feet. So sure.
0: Incontinent supply is expensive. Exactly. It is like staggeringly, shockingly expensive. It's a ripoff. Right. Like there shouldn't be that much. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. And then of course, my only other kind of sounding advice to our older adult population would be look into what resources might be available in your area because you never know what you would qualify for. Even if you think you don't, yeah. it's always better to get a no or a yes.
0: Yeah, totally. No. And I think that's kind of the hope of this is just, let's be proactive. If your mom loved one or your, your dad, whatever, whoever they is over the age of 65 or 60. Ours is 60. Okay, perfect. Over the age of 60. And, um, and you feel like they may need some help and they live in their home call yes all right what's the number again
1: our number is 940-322-5281
0: cool judy you've been great thanks so much for being here and and really like uh be safe driving all yes, over these you. counties when I'm it's cold and happy to icy have been um and i really appreciate your wisdom and thanks for a lot for being here and I know that you're making a difference in a lot of people's lives. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time. I wish I found you. I wish I found you. I wish I found you.